Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And what you hear on the music there is DJ Seinfeld bringing us back for episode three. He's about to take it for a walk. Here it goes. Ready? DJ Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld? Well, it's not Jerry Seinfeld or anything. (laughs) It's just just like um, there's a DJ who goes by Ross from Friends as his DJ (laughs) moniker. He's just uh, in the niche group of DJs named after popular sitcom stars or characters. Well, that's fun. Yeah, so shout out to Jeffrey Propsfeld. Our favorite host. DJ Seinfeld in it. Shh, not. Don't spread that around. Oh, that Feld is our favorite host? Yeah. I mean, he's so good, though. So good. And while we're on that kick, I also at the... So, we're covering Survivor New York. Um, Contenders versus veterans. Contenders versus... Yeah. Right? I think so. Is that what it's called? Know, but we're covering is... Survivor New York. Yeah, and this is episode three, No Napping on in Survivor. Kind of um, a league of their own reference, I feel like. There's no crying in baseball. There's no napping in Survivor. Feels like it's got to be a parallel. And I will say, there is some napping in Survivor coverage. Now, is there any... There is crying in Survivor. And there is napping in baseball. There you go. So I mean, between switch positions. Now you might notice a little bit of hashtag audio echo this week. Echo, echo, echo. echo. Co-host Jacqueline <laughs> is recovering from leg surgery. Ay But to distract her from the excruciating pain, she wanted to podcast. I'm not twisting her arm. She's here of her own akin. I want to <laughs> get that on the recorded message. On the record. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> really making it seem like I'm like forcing you while you're drugged out to record our podcast. Never. On the record. <laughs> my impersonation of you being drugged out is just my Bob Dylan. I was going to say, or old man Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> well, don't They even, all sound the same. Don't even get me started on my old man Bruce Springsteen impression. <laughs> Maybe he'll come around later. Talking Survivor New York, things are a little bit echoey because we are out of the studio. In in, our bed. In the bed. In the bed. We got those high ceilings. I did venture downstairs today. Bad idea. Yeah. Really hurt. Sobbed for a good amount of time. It was tough when we had your parents over and you just spent half an hour weeping silently (laughs) to yourself. Y'all didn't keep the conversation going over me weeping in the corner. No, y'all just... Quietly exchanged sad looks at one another. <laughs> your dad touched your leg silently. It got real awkward. Yeah. I was sitting there contemplating like, man, they really want to leave and you really want them to leave. But no one quite has the social cachet to make that happen. I did. Eventually. I, I did. Once you were done crying. <laughs> well, it's not like I can do it while crying. I, I hate No judgment. 
I just quietly looked at your mom, nodded mm. every once in a while. Jeez. Oh, mm. mm. Yeah. This is sad. Huh? This is what we've been doing. This is life now. Well, on that note, <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we did talk, you know, our favorite host, Jeffrey Propsfeld. Uh, Chris is his real life moniker. But I also wanted to shout out Naomi Calhoun Naomi. at Naomi Calhoun, a podcaster with at Live Reality Games. Oh. Or at Live Reality Games. I don't have to throw their Twitter moniker in there as well. But uh, who's also involved with Survivor New York. And uh, both of them have just been very welcoming as we started our coverage. Chris has answered a lot of our questions on Facebook, and that's been fun. Which you know there will be more of. Absolutely. Naomi's been very responsive on Twitter and Facebook, welcomed us into the viewing group on Facebook. So Love it. shout out to both of them. We've loved covering the season so far. Super fun. One of the best things about as we dive into new fan-made survivor iterations is the um the feedback we get from the creators and those involved absolutely i mean it's it's a blast being able to cover something that is created by people just like us people just like us like you and me yeah <laughs> all right dog in episode three their title no napping in survivor how are you going to survive if you don't take any naps? Yeah, I've been napping all weekend. Yep. Um, I also want to shout out Kylene. Doesn't get a lot of FaceTime in this episode, but was our 250th Twitter follower. Fuck yeah. Kylene. 200 or 550th. You're right. I stand corrected. 550th Twitter follower. Kylene, your Boston Rob signed Rules for Life, the book that is definitely going to guide you through the next chapter of your life. Just full of insightful wisdom <laughs> that only Boston Rob could deliver. Coming your way. Yeah. In the mail. In the mail. Some special treats mail tucked away in the pages. Time. Yes, please do throw on your favorite episode of Blue's Clues and fast forward to the mail time segment. When you receive it. It yeah. is a requirement. It's required. And make sure it's a Steve episode. <laughs> Wait, Joe... Steve? Steve. Steve's the original? I think so. Joe's the replacement? I didn't even know there was a Joe. Mm. Purist. Purist. All right. Should we, uh, do you have any, any other business at the top of the pod? We this week the... was my brother's birthday, so shout out to Brian. Happy birthday, bubs. Happy birthday, Brian. Brian, silent benefactor of the podcast, he has made all this happen. He has literally financed every piece of audio recording that we've used to record this podcast. Except for, uh, well, actually, yeah, he gave me this laptop yeah. going into college. <laughs> laptop included. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, thanks, bubs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. We won't sing him happy birthday on the pod because we already did that. Via voicemail. Yeah. Or did he pick up? Mm, I don't remember. I think it was a voicemail. All right. So, we've got our three tribes. We've got Munzee. We've got Lenape. We've got Algonquin. And um, the episode picks up. Again, no recap, which I could really stand to use a recap, but not the worst thing in the world. And we start with the Munzee tribe. We've got Davey, double Y Davey, talking about how much he loves iced coffee. 
and reviewing how Kira went home. So that was kind of our recap. Yeah. Reminding us, talking over all the stuff that's been happening. It's always interesting to see how tribe, like the ripple effects of tribal and how that is affecting at the start of the next episode, the tribe that just went to tribal. Especially in these short short term games where tribal was literally five minutes ago, even though it's a whole new episode and a week later um, for us as viewers, as participants, this was like an hour ago. So with that being said, it's like, um, it's really interesting to see like, Oh, um, Sarah's point of view of thinking that Emily is, kind of running the show and it's really kind of starting to annoy Sarah as part of that. I thought that, yeah, no, absolutely. I, this whole thing comes up where the idea of possibly making a fake idol out of some shells that they found on the beach becomes a possibility. And Emily shoots that idea down Kind of, she thinks it's stupid. But I mean, I completely agree with Emily that I'm not a big fan of the fake idol making. It does seem like something that is ultimately maybe not worth the effort, that doesn't endear you to the people who are tricked by it. Doing it that early in the game as a collective tribe isn't going to like help with any post-merge type stuff. I mean... I, I don't know if Emily is being too bossy, but I do agree with that decision, the nixing of that, at least. I hear you. I agree that building a fake idol isn't necessarily going to aid in their game at all, but it is like a fun team building, like, let's do something as we're sitting around or whatever, and... Emily being such a party pooper may may be pointing a little bit of a target on her back. Yeah, and like swooping in and just like 100% putting the kibosh on something maybe isn't the way to go about doing something. But Sarah gets pretty salty about it as the episode goes on. Well, she I mean, she there's like some comment that the coverage of uh, Muncie ends on where she's like, and I guess we're not going to be making... An idol because of the team leader's decision. Yeah. Very salty. Um, The blue hatred does continue here. Mm-hmm. Davey speaking to the blue team kind of playing dirty. And just that that they were super into Algonquin cheering them on and directly. Lenape, walk- you mean? Lenape is the blue team. So Algonquin, the orange team, oh, cheering gotcha. on Muncie wanting you know them to beat the blue team once you know it was between the two of them which paints a paints a really big target on the blue team as far as what happens when merch comes because if you have two tribes that are into each other and really really liking the vibe either at a at a shuffle or at merge you know that's two-thirds of the contestants right there looking to be friendly and having having a mutual enemy yeah and only bennett really seems to be the only member of the blue tribe who seems very conscious of that possibility um jack on the muncie tribe he's feeling good jack really feeling like he his name was on the chopping block but that his alliances you know came to his aid and took out the person who was putting his name up and he's 
he's very invigorated. I think maybe he's even gotten a little more social and warmed up to his castmates because of that. Yeah, his castaways. His <laughs> yet cast short for castaways yes. saves us time because mm-hmm. we don't have to explain it. The rest of the cast. We don't have to say that whole word. Castaways. Castaways. Why is that song become we so popular? Castaways. It's even trickled down to us, us old people. Ahoy there. All right. Um, <laughs> TikTok. Some talk. Some uh, some cornhole strategy oh, coming into play here. Geez. on Double handed cornhole. Having conversations like the Lenape tribe talking about how. Well, I believe it's the this... Muncie tribe. Is it Muncie? I believe so. Talking about how like. Uh, Using the double-handed cornhole method when you're tossing the bean bag. Oh, is that Sarah? Yeah, that it's okay. not ever going to go to one of the sides. I wonder. I found it very interesting that cornhole is a term widely known and accepted for that game in New York. Yeah, because very popular in the Midwest, very popular in Minnesota, and I always wonder, like, when you're throwing around, like, yeah, let's play cornhole, if non-Midwesterns will know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I'm I'm happy to see that at least in New York they know what's up. But not I I need to remind myself not all the contestants are the castaways, are are New Yorkers. There are people from all over the United States playing in this game, although some of them are New Yorkers. I know there are people from the Midwest as well. True. So I wonder where Sarah is from and why it's being called that. I almost feel like if there was some confusion that it would have. I mean, it would have come up in the edit, but maybe not. Yeah. I I do kind of, I love the flow of this episode. I feel like almost all fan-made Survivor content I've seen, they really jump into the immunity almost right at the top of the episode. This one really gives you a minute to digest and talk to your tribes. There's some real good hangout time before, and I just like 35 minutes long not immunity right away, hangout, immunity, hangout, tribal, really just like a slick, tight, fantastic episode. I love it. Um, swapping over to the Algonquin tribe. Paddock is going to eat the last pickle. Yes, they had the pickle reward, and mm-hmm. Paddock is talking, talking about uh, sneaking the last one. Bold sneaking move. Sneaking that pickle. Sneaking that pickle, Paddock. Mm. Now, Paddock in this episode. Oh, well, I know that comes up later after immunity. A lot of Paddock talk. But even pre-immunity, just very chatty. Paddock, yes. more like chattick, am I right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Patty chatty. Chatty Patty. I like chattick. Chattick. Hashtag chattick. Hashtag chattick for the chat box. Real, just real character, you know, talking up her, her grandparents and <laughs> oh yeah her her grandma went and spent like eighty thousand dollars or something, something behind her grandpa's back more than any other member of the algonquin tribe i feel like i'm getting to know paddock but as it gets pointed out later on are we actually getting to know paddock right. or is paddock Question just always mark. quote unquote turned, turned on. on all right and then the lenape tribe they do some idol hunting Ladies strong, they're talking. They're talking about not wanting to get any of the ladies out initially. And then we get Kyle with the titular phrase. Oh. The phrase of the episode. Oh. There's no napping in Survivor. No napping. Do you think Kyle, I bet Kyle's favorite movie is A League of Their Own. You think? He really relates to the to the uh, the Colin Haynes character. <laughs> and he's got a huge crush on, 
I can't talk. He relates to Colin Hanks and he has a huge crush on Rosie O'Donnell. I love it. Who doesn't have a big crush on Rosie? Oh my gosh. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't, but he's a fool. <laughs> but you know what? I bet Donald Trump secretly has a giant crush on Rosie O'Donnell. That's Absolutely. why he's always making fun of her. He hates people that he loves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he hates those he loves. <laughs> Bennett's really trying to target the girls over here. For sure. Yeah. Really just like typical survivor, let's get rid of the ladies because we can make a guy alliance vibe, I think. Mm, hashtag guy alliance. Hashtag guy alliance. How do you feel about Bennett? Meh. I, I like him, but like I, I want, I want to know him more. You know, I feel like he's like he hasn't quite evolved beyond like. Oh, I'm gonna be a badass survivor player. Just like yeah, like super intimidating, chiseled, charismatic. You know, what I mean, like I, I need that deeper. I need to know who, what's Bennett's motivation. You know, who is Bennett? Yeah, Kai felt like she was vibing Bennett at first, but Kyle has definitely taken her like number one spot over Bennett. And I think it's because of Bennett's like lack of personality. Depth. That sounds mean. <laughs> I think he's just, maybe he's too, he's intimidating. Maybe. But I mean, it's no surprise that Kai is glomming on Kyle. I mean, they're twins. The Kai pack. So jumping into immunity. Yes. Now what they have to do, a member has to race out to some beanbags. Right. Bring it back to two other people that are then walking on summer skis, they call them. Yes. At which point they have to use said beanbags to knock down. Well, the summer skis carry the beanbags to an additional place where there are more people waiting that have to throw and knock down these like standing it's like signs a, yeah basically. it's like a pole with kind of like a, a geometric sign that if you hit it it'll fall down i think they're all rectangular yeah so um <laughs> you know rectangular geometric same thing right totally works so dresden and alejandro and matt are the three people from the three collective tribes who are racing one another out toward the beanbags initially. Yes. Um, Dresden and Alejandro really just smoke Matt here. Matt is completely tailing behind. I feel like Dresden and Alejandro are, they're pretty tight. They're pretty neck and neck. They're drunk? <laughs> no, I'm not using tight in the classic Hemingway fashion. Go read A Sun Also Rises. <laughs> That's right. We're literary on this podcast. Hell we can, yeah. We can drop the fucking... Hemingway 1920s verbiage mm -hmm. where tight means drunk. Yes. No. Um, Alejandro and Dresden are neck and neck. Can you hear that? Someone is thumping in our neighborhood right now. It's our fucking menace of a neighbor who has a giant black truck that he keeps running for yeah. 20 minutes, turns it on and keeps it running for 20 minutes in his driveway before leaving at 3 a.m. hilarious. It's like shaking her. Okay. It's, you know, what's going to happen. It's going to be the airplane thing all over again. <laughs> that nobody else can hear. Yeah, us. We can hear it, but it doesn't actually get picked up. <laughs> all right. So, um, but my point being that Matt representing Lenape blue falls behind immediately. 
Well, and you know, whoever loses is going to have a date at tribal council tonight. Yes, he, he does. says it like it. He says it he's right. like three times. It makes me smile. I, um, it's a real probstism. It's yeah. you know, it's like it's not even. It's definitely not a critique, but this thing of like Jeff Probst is the first host of Survivor, and he establishes the the lexicon in the dictionary, the phrases that the hosts use. And even in our Survivor South Africa coverage, it's like Nico saying the exact same phrases, Mark Bailey. Yeah. It's like Jeff Probst, just the the things that he said become the things that the hosts say. Absolutely. I've got nothing for you. We've got a date at Tribal <laughs> worth playing for. Okay. Yeah, he always says that. Yeah, you are. The summer. How do you feel about these summer skis? Have you ever heard of summer skis I before? I've never heard of summer skis, and they look hard as fuck. I think here in the Midwest we call them cross country skis, and they're still used in the snow. Yeah. But it's just like skis not used for downhill skiing. Right. These look like non-snow terrain. Yeah, it's like cross-country skis used not in the winter, essentially. But not attached to your foot by yourself. It's with a rope and a partner. And they're maybe a little bit longer and thicker and made of, like, thicker planks of wood. Well, and not only do you have to keep tension on your rope, you have to walk in unison with somebody else. Well, okay, the walking in unison portion is kind of the essential thing. Mm -hmm. Jack and Emily absolutely kill it by just immediately establishing, like, a a military one-two, left-right. Whereas uh, Emily and Liska, they struggle quite a bit. Paddock, you mean? Paddock and Liska? Was it Paddock and Liska? I'm pretty sure it was Paddock. Because Emily is Paddock, but they go by Paddock. Do they? Yes, because there's two Emilys, and we're trying not to confuse the Emilys. Well, clearly I'm confused. (laughs) And uh, when they get to the portion of knocking the things down, Davey just absolutely kills it for the pink tribe blowing it away pink is like totally killing it and they win muncie comes in first place and then lenape comes in from behind well because fucking kyle is absolutely killing it for the blue tribe yes he like lenape looks like they're going to take second place kyle is knocking down the targets one by one Mm -hmm. but my boy billy i love billy i don't (laughs) care who is it it's paddock later I don't care what Paddock has to say about your face, Billy. Oh, no, yeah. We gotta talk about Paddock we, later. We gotta talk about Paddock just throwing intense shade left yeah, and right. Yeah, we'll talk about Paddock. But Billy... Billy, beautiful-faced Billy. Aww. He, he absolutely brings it home for his tribe. Beautiful Billy brings it home. Hashtag beautiful Billy. I love it. He... I mean, Kyle is at least two targets if not three targets ahead of him and billy just hones in focus of an assassin one by one brings him down catches up gets the second place for algonquin and you know what we say bye bye blue team bye bye blue team blue is headed to tribal and we are headed to a quick break before we come back and chat strategy tribal and the works. And what does Jeffrey Probesfeld say? A hey, blue team. I guess you got a date with Mr. Probesfeld. Yeah, you do. Not a bad place to be. Unless you're the one going home. What type of date? What type of date are you gonna? Are you gonna be a, a close talker? Mm. A man hands. Man. All hands? the different Seinfeld what? date character. Okay. No idea what Just you're talking about. Just deep Seinfeld references. Okay. No clue. 
What would what what's your dream date then? What's my dream date? Dream first date. What would a first date be? What is my dream first date? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, my dream first date is to, I think, going to a museum and walking around like mm. the uh, the MIA hashtag MIA Minneapolis Institute of Art. Yeah. Book store. Love it. Library. Maybe not a library. What about you? In a bookstore? That's weird. Um, I think starting with like maybe coffee, classy, or an afternoon lunch, Love like it. a two o'clock lunch. Don't do dinner, right? Go for yeah. lunch. So much go less... for lunch and then do things after. Because if could it goes lead into a dinner, if it goes yeah. well, you've got lots of time. But if it goes poorly, you can fucking pull that yep. ejector cord. Yep. I think do a late lunch. Have an afternoon activity planned, like going to a museum or going to the park to walk around the lake or something like that. Okay. And then leave the door open for dinner. Leave the door open for dinner. Just just, just a crack, right? Just a crack. Just the possibility. Now, before we go to break, which person on Survivor New York do you want that perfect date with? We're not going to play hey. Fuck, Mary Kill. It's a little too crude. Perf- uh, hashtag let me see your list of people survivor perfect date oh, i've got to do some flipping here to, to do that okay flip flip it i almost feel like you should be able to name it off the top of i your mean head. i kind of am leaning towards dresden but oh i want to double check i think you just gotta lock into dresden making me do all this on the fine dresden no nah, you're done you're picking dresden i'm picking dresden you and dresden going on a date with dresden you know who i'm gonna pick who Jeffrey Probstfeld. No, he's not a <laughs> castaway. That doesn't count. Damn it. All right. Okay, fair. All right. I'm going to pick... Who's a castaway. Uh, I'm going to pick Kyle. Kyle? I, I want to... I Cody the, and Kyle. Cody and Kyle. It on a date. At the museum. Love it. Jackie and Dresden drinking coffee. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International, Survivor New York, Episode 3, No Napping and Survivor. How in the world did Salsa become part of the intro back into this episode? <laughs> it's just a Seinfeld clip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Jesus Christ. Look for all types of fun New York themed, <laughs> Seinfeld themed type things to start the episode, to end the episode, to bring us back from breaks. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So we are post immunity challenge, correct? Yes. So Blue team sucked. Bye bye, Blue. Love Dresden. Oh my goodness. Dresden is my favorite. He always makes me smile. Um Paddock at this point in the episode really ramps up. I was gonna say that like is there a city named Dresden? Is there what is Dresden? Is it the name of a city? I don't think so. I just whenever Dresden is on screen, I'm so tempted to do like the RuPaul like Berlin, Milan, 
Dresden. Dresden. <laughs> like the, I don't think that's... That's what I'm going to do from now on, though. Okay. <laughs> Berlin, New York, Paris, Dresden. You can only do two in front, though. I'm going to do as many as I feel the need for. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that. Is it just two? It is just two. Milan, Paris, Dresden. Okay. Okay. Um, Paddock is a weirdo. They say that they are a marshmallow. Yep. That they have no bones. That they're always turned on. <laughs> yes, turned on in the um, <laughs> like always acting, always being a character, and kind of goes into this thing of like if people knew the real me, um, they'd hate me. I'm non patient. I'm judgmental. Whereas Paddock, they're just playing the role of the sweet fish on this, you know. Doing the sweet fish character. Sweet fish. Because Paddock reminds me of fish, and they talk about, like, pretending to be nice and sweet. Okay, I feel ya. Paddock is, like, really yucking it up to the to whoever's filming them right now, I feel like. They totally are. How do you feel about Paddock in this episode? I mean, Paddock's straight up talking about, was it Billy? It's like, talking like... about Billy's face. I have the quote. Did someone just punch you? Gotta do something about that face. Yeah, I mean, saying that, like, Billy constantly looks like he's about to cry, and that maybe Paddock should punch him in the face because he looks like he was just punched in the face. And maybe that would help him get over whatever makes him look like he's about to cry. I mean, it's like... I don't feel that way about Billy at all. No, I, I have not picked up on that. Paddock does say that all New Yorkers are crazy, so what do you expect? But then also, it's really funny to see Paddock, like, kind of talking shit about all of their castmates. Yeah. And then, like, leading them in team building exercises at the same time. Oh, it's a super funny cut together of, like, Paddock is really just, like, playing super hard and putting on a totally different face to her cast members versus what she is like behind the camera. And being very open about that too. Like it, it both makes me wary of Paddock and love Paddock at the same time. Hashtag sweetfish. Hashtag Paddock is a pumpin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your your pain medication might be kicking in here. Paddock pumping? That was a pretty wild, loose hashtag you threw out there. I don't know. I feel like Paddock is continually like... Pumping, right? Yeah. That's, that's your musical representation of pumping? Exactly. Paddock is always pumping, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I know what you mean. I'm glad it makes more sense now. I get it. Cool. Um, so Billy and TJ are both after Dresden because of Dresden's idol. Big old target on Dresden. I still hate this. It's because Dresden's quiet. Paris, Milan, Dresden. Dresden. Bennett is glad they're going to tribal. And you know what? Uh, Liska gets a wet butt. Liska got that. Oh, yeah. Fell in the water. Hashtag wet butt. Um, there's lots of like back conversations like Marilyn told Kyle like that the girls are thinking Matt and Kai is telling Matt that the girls are thinking Matt which totally goes against this whole girl power thing that they were talking about earlier on in the tribal 
totally. And, and I think that's jumping over to the Lenape tribe, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all good. Which is funny. I mean, like, Bennett totally takes on this whole idea of, like, no, it's actually good that we lost, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of forget his justification for it. But he he's completely like he doesn't want to go into like a merge or some sort of situation having with, not lost. Yeah. And then having someone having someone with the tribe that he feels like won't stay strong with the tribe. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it is. It's very interesting to me that Bennett is so hung up on like how the blue team is being perceived mm-hmm. in his him as an extension of it. And what that's going to mean post-merge. I mean, it's not going to mean great things because you are not getting good perceptions, Blue Team and Bennett. I have a note here that Marilyn is overconfident. Mm, Marilyn is like, I would agree. Marilyn, overconfident or maybe naive? And wants Meg Is it bad to say that? I mean, I feel like Marilyn maybe isn't. I don't think naive is very. into the game enough to know that she is a target. Absolutely. I mean, I don't I don't think naive is a very harsh criticism, and I think it is fair in this instance, most definitely. I mean, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about because right now there are three names on the chopping block. We've got Matt, we've got Andrea, we've got Marilyn, all being talked about as far as people that should go home from the bummer blue team. Right, with Matt gunning for Marilyn and Andrea and Kylene also kind of gunning for Marilyn. Um this whole question emerges of like is I mean cuz Marilyn speaks to it herself of is Marilyn the easy vote? Is because she's quiet, because she's introverted, maybe not a huge physical threat or you know, is like is do you go for the quote unquote easy vote or do you is that Bring someone that you want to stick around for a while? Yeah. Little goaty. Okay, do you hear these like screeching zoo like monkey like (laughs) noises in the background what the fuck is happening it is specifically when kyleen hashtag kyleen hashtag 550 um hashtag kyleen she's her 550th follower oh cool we already mentioned it i was like is it like the timestamp 550 hashtag kyleen hashtag 550 hashtag 550 hashtag kyleen 550 (laughs) <laughs> yes, when Kylene is giving a talking head, it you're right. It sounds like she's fucking at the zoo. Yes. <laughs> she's standing in front of her. Hey, Cody. Hey. Uh, you know what they told me. Don't, don't you do it to me. You know what they told me. Hey, Jackie, you know what I heard? You know what they told me. Hey, you know what I heard recently? <laughs> you know what they told me? Someone told me that it's all happening. <laughs> at the zoo. Someone told me it's all happening at the zoo. I do believe it. I do believe at the zoo. It's true. We're gonna I do at the zoo. Yes, go listen to Simon and Garfunkel's classic song. <laughs> it's all happening at the zoo. Wonderful song. Will be played at our wedding. Wonderful, whimsical wedding song. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag it's happening at the zoo. Yeah, please. Someone from production under the hashtag it's happening at the zoo. Explain what those <laughs> It sounds like she's standing in front of an animal cage. Please, Please explain what those I background noises know. are. I need to know. I don't know what happens in the parks or neighborhoods of New York that it sounds like <laughs> crazy animal noises, but I would like to know. Yeah. 
So then, I mean, we kind of roll right in the tribal. At I'm this gonna point. be fucking pissed if they vote out Maryland. Is you what already, I have in my notes. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, <laughs> I really dig Maryland. Were you about to say you already know who gets voted out? <clears throat> well, I do. And before I knew that, I say in my notes, I'm going to be pissed if they vote out Maryland. Well, let's listen on and let's see if Jackie's gonna be pissed. I hope so, it's Matt. Chris, I think has. Chris, a.k.a. Jeffrey Propsfeld. You heard him talking about salsa <laughs> before we came back from the break. Salsa, salsa, Talking salsa. to his, his best friend, George, about salsa. Yes. Um, at their favorite diner. Who is that we have? You know what I realized? Elaine. <laughs> Elaine? <laughs> you know what I realized? Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> In one of our previous Survivor New York episodes, we talked about naming the other members of Seinfeld See? but never got around to Elaine it. Elaine is fitting. Yeah, exactly. So I think we have to close this episode doing that. Okay. Okay. So Chris, I think of definitely of all of the fan-made survivors and maybe even crossing into mainline survivors, I really love his <laughs> at-tribal dynamic. Just a real, like, hangout, motivational-type atmosphere, I feel like. Absolutely. Kyle really blaming himself for the Lenape loss here. But everyone kind of coming to bat for him and be like, oh, no, Kyle, it wasn't your fault. He talks about how hard he tried. And I truly I'm like, I I feel for you. Like he was giving it his all completely just got bested by Billy. Well, then here's the thing. Andrea brings up that some people value trying hard. And some people value doing well. I thought that was so it all depends on what you value. Really? Like interesting nuance to bring up at tribal i really appreciated where her her mind is at here so i'm gonna throw this question to you cody as a player and i mean not as a player but like if you were a player um what do you value more someone doing well or someone trying hard maybe it's my my 90s kid mr rogers everyone's special everyone gets a you know participation medal baby boomers hate so much type mentality, but honestly trying hard. I mean, I don't think Kyle deserves to go home. Even if he did quote unquote, lose the challenge, even if there was like something between him and another tribe. And if he had done slightly better, hit the targets faster, they may, you know, they, maybe they wouldn't be here. Kyle gave it his best. I, I think I 100% am in the camp of valuing doing your best over uh, because like the thing is doing your best over doing the best it's like you don't get to doing the best or performing the best without trying your best you know what i mean so like one goes hand in hand with the other i guess you can luck into doing the best without not trying your best that can happen but for the most part like you really one is a stepping stone to the other right so i mean i i value step one before step two and if you don't get to step two you know if you're trying your best how can you be mad at anyone for just like being bested right mm-hmm. what about yourself uh you know oh, i i think we should go the other way <laughs> <laughs> i mean kind of oh really I, i'm honestly it's like oh, when it. you're in the game of survivor mm. trying your best can only take you so far if you have people who are constantly trying but still not performing, yeah, you know it. It's gonna sink your tribe. It's tribal dead weight, and you're gonna end up at 
tribal anyways. Right. So you really do need the people who not only try to perform, but also but perform. I love that because, you know, it's a very, it's like cutting all the bleeding heartness out of it, being very practical. Because there's also like a thing of, Oh, I'm a nice guy, but mm-hmm. like, or I'm a nice person, but like, oh, but what do you, what do you actually, what bring? do you bring to the what table? What skills do you yeah. have? What can you do? Like, just like, <laughs> sometimes doing your best doesn't really matter. You actually have to have some intrinsic value at the end of the day in a game, particularly, right? Yeah, and I think that brings us to the vote. So yeah, um, see if I have any other. Marilyn, before they go to the vote, she does give the hard pitch to her tribe mates. That you keep me around. I'm going to be blue strong. I'm going to be blue true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be sticking with you guys. Yeah. Feels like a last minute like. Yeah. I will be loyal. So please don't get rid of me. It's like she's keyed into the major worry about her. And is like directly trying to speak against it. Absolutely. Um, There is some talk of what's going on with the idols and Bennett talks that there really hasn't been a lot of time for them to even look for idols, but he does speculate that maybe they've other been, tribes or that other tribes have gotten them or they've been hidden at challenges potentially. Yes. And I mean, and like he does point out the rice Yes, and there was something in the rice as well as the sand pit from last game. And I do believe that there was a clue in there. So he's like, you're thinking on the right lines. You're just not getting them he's very canny bennett yep he also speaks to this idea of like if we were to find an idol it could be a team idol it could be this thing that comes into play for any of us were one of us to find ourselves in trouble which is something i've really only seen come up on fan made survivor series and we saw it play kind of a an interesting role in surviving main always i think just not a good idea no Team idols are hard, especially because you know that you're anticipating a shuffle. You know you're anticipating, you know, a merge. And it it can't be all for one at that point, you know? It can't be let's use this to the betterment of all because the betterment of all isn't the betterment of all, right? It's well, a I think it's what, an individual game. What we see happen is what happened in Maine where Somebody ultimately has control of it. Mm-hmm. They ultimately become the arbiter of when it gets used for who. Yep. An instance arises maybe where it's like, well, you were a member of this original team that the, the team idol was for, but maybe we feel like it would be a waste of that idol or blah, blah, blah. Either like it doesn't really live up to like the full on team dynamic that it's initially initially pitched as. Or it just goes to waste. It doesn't get used for anybody. I'm really intrigued to see a tribe use it well as a true, true idol. True tribe idol. <laughs> and then my last note is just that Kai, hashtag 550, um, <laughs> does not consider herself a veteran and is very pointedly trying to distance herself from that tag here at Tribal. Well, I mean, wouldn't you coming into this like... I Veterans would. versus contenders? I most definitely would. For sure. So, uh, should we get to the votes? Yep. We get one vote for Matt. <laughs> Matt with one T gets one vote. One vote. And Marilyn gets four. Boo! Big old frowny face here in my notes. I feel like she, I, I, I... 
Do you want me to read my notes verbatim? After I say one thing, just that Marilyn, I really wanted to see you go further. I really wanted to see. It's like I, I, I sense this energy from you. I feel like you could have been a really interesting player. You got a little bit more time to shine in this episode. Yeah. Wanted to see so much more. Absolutely agree. I I am so disappointed that Marilyn has been voted out. Um, especially because like it's like there's no need to blindside her. I feel like I feel like with Fan Made Survivor, there's way more the blind sides, right? Mm. Where, you know, Marilyn was not expecting that. Marilyn no. was not like, oh, I know I'm like most likely going out here. Or I have a big chance. Or I have a 50-50 chance. Like, Marilyn wasn't expecting that. Why the fuck are you blindsiding Marilyn? Like, Marilyn's not going to stir up a big pot and get someone else voted out. Like, but well, to just, it's like... That, it's that whole thing of, like, ugh. she is the easy vote. And I I don't... It, there doesn't seem to be a lot of strategy surrounding it, right? It's... I don't know. It is death to be quiet in Survivor. Um... I do have Matt, one T Matt, one vote, one T Matt. In his voting talking head, he just gets real aggressive. And I think it might be the second time that he's done so. Oh, man. What did he do? Remind me. Hey, you coming for me? Big mistake. Oh, my God. Real mafioso. Jeez. And then he folded a big piece of pizza in half. And ate it? And ate it that way. Just and, in one and breath, and got on the subway. Go, go, and uh, went to the Empire State Building, and then voted Marilyn out. Yes, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, just you know, really bringing that energy. I love Jeffrey Probstfeld. You guys got a quote. You got to stay together. Stay together and focus. Yep, gives them a nice motive. Like, yeah, if you don't want to be back here. Focus. Get Pull it together. together. Get it together. Get it together. You could have been a contender. But you didn't get it together. Madeline, you could have been a contender. Gravy. My mother makes the best gravy. And it would have gone all over your winning pile. But you didn't win because you weren't a contender. Oh, my mother's gravy. It made me a contender. Uh. <laughs> no, it's, it's what they call sauce. It's what mm -hmm. they call marinara sauce. Mm -hmm. Gravy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, the gravy. It's a contender. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go completely off the rails, please remember to like... Ooh. Follow, subscribe, retreat, retreat. <laughs> Remember to retreat, retweet, comment, <laughs> hang out, send co host Jacqueline healing positive vibes as she or chocolate. I'll take chocolate too. Yeah, Kylene, look for your Minnesota package coming in the mail. <laughs> Signed copy of the Boston Rob rule book. Check out our Survivor South Africa coverage. Check out our Survivor CNU coverage. Check out my solitary, <laughs> off-the-rails Survivor Syracuse coverage. I will be doing some solo content now that we're in summer and now that I'm off like my heaviest of pain meds yes. coming tomorrow. So look for some solo content there some our, a solo continuation of our back to school motif yeah yeah check out our survivor fucking uk find us on instagram on facebook on twitter at int survivor cast follow 
anyone involved in Survivor New York, find Naomi, follow the Survivor New York viewing group. Lots of great conversation behind the torch, beyond the torch stuff. And uh, check out DJ Seinfeld on Spotify and go watch some Seinfeld on NBC. And with that, enjoy some salsa.